The Minnesota Wild regain home ice advantage with a huge win in Game 3 of their series against the Blues. Our Locked on Wild postcast starts right now. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to ignore the intro. Uh, <laughs> going off of Wi-Fi here, and uh, so we'll just hop right into it. Locked On Wild Postcast, Seth Topal and Kevin Gorg. Today's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by Built Bar. And with the month of May in full swing, that means you're going to be on the go and trying to find a snack to keep up with you. And Built Bar is the best way you can possibly go in that category. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means you get to enjoy while not sacrificing on taste. Built Bars typically contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to your standard candy bar with right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you want to join the Built Bar mania, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Minnesota Wild pick up a huge win in Game 3 by a score of 5-1. to one. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, you look at what you need to have in a road playoff game. Got to have a hot start. Wild scored 39 seconds into the game. No better way to do it than that. Yeah, the grief line once again. They've been dominant these last two games. They scored two goals tonight, both on opening shifts of a period, but if you're going to go on the road and it was unbelievably loud through warmups and then right before puck drop at the enterprise center here in St. Louis. And, you know, they get that quick goal right off the hop by Greenway. Uh, they come right back a shift or two later and Kaprizov after getting stuffed on the breakaway banks it in from behind the net. And all of a sudden now the blues are chasing the game and you saw them uh, bring a four check with extra physical play, trying to intimidate the wild hit their defenseman, and it didn't work. Minnesota weathered that storm and built on that lead from there, and they showed an awful lot of poise tonight, and Dean Everson just got done talking with us um, in the press room after, and he said, listen, he goes, our guys were talking about on the bench. They weren't going to overreact. They weren't going to take penalties. They weren't going to get trapped into that physical back and forth that they uh, showed in game number one when they got frustrated. He said uh, that's a credit to the players, and and they really earned this win by by doing everything the right way especially in that first period. We talked about it a little bit before hopping on the air here. It just it seemed like with the amount of success that this Blues team had had against the Wild recently, that the Wild just needed to get one. And getting that game two win, it seemed like got a lot of pressure and a lot of frustration out of the system, which led to this Wild team being able to just play their way. And, you know, now that that is not an advantage that the Blues can necessarily capitalize on, it it feels like the Wild at this point are back to the way we were hoping they'd play to start the series. Yeah, Minnesota's a tough team to match up with when they're rolling. And you mentioned it, to get that monkey off their back, so to speak. And, you know, the Blues have kind of had their number the last couple years. They put a nine spot on the Wild in this building here in a game last year. They had... 
won the Winter Classic emphatically, won both games in overtime, but Minnesota had a tasted victory. And then when they got that win in game number two, uh, you almost felt like it, it was one of those games that meant more than just a win, right? It, it meant more psychologically to Minnesota to get back into the win column against the Blues, and it seemed to carry over. Well, Menem definitely carried over. Now you're dealing with the St. Louis team uh, that's banged up on the blue line. Nick Letty is day-to-day. Tory Krug goes out in this game. They got Scandella back, but he didn't look like he was at full strength physically. And that's the one area, if you're going to match up with Minnesota, you better be good on the blue line, and you better be quick back there because Minnesota can cycle. They can chip pucks in. They can use their speed in transition. And I thought tonight the game was won or lost in that matchup specifically. Minnesota forwards against St. Louis's defenseman was a total mismatch, and that led to the uh, the lopsided score. How about Marc-Andre Fleury? He allows just the one goal on a power play, and you look at his performances, and he's getting better as this series goes. And I talked about it in yesterday's episode of Locked on Wild in that it's going to be interesting to see how a goalie like Ville Husso tries to bounce back after his Game 2 performance because he doesn't necessarily have that playoff experience. And you look at a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury who can take that game one, not necessarily his fault, but completely flush it and move on to game two and beyond. And it just it seems like he is getting better as this series goes on. Uh, experience counts, right? Tonight was playoff win number 92. He's approaching a 170 appearances in the playoffs, and and he showed a lot of points, and he didn't panic. And let's give Dean Evison and that coaching staff some credit too, because there were a lot of uh, Monday morning quarterbacks after game one that were calling for Cam Talbot. And, and Dean Everson said, no, this is my guy. He's going to be my guy. And he's been rewarded with back-to-back big performances. And you may look at the score and say, wow, hey, it was 5-1. I didn't need Fleury. I, I would disagree. When St. Louis finally got that power play goal, the next three or four minutes was completely in the wild zone. And Fleury made a couple of unbelievable saves, got help from the post once, uh, fairness there, but uh, you just you you listen to Matt Zuccarello in the post game presser, you listen to Jordan Greenway and the impact that Mark Andre Fleury has on their confidence, and uh, it matters. And you know this guy um, is a gamer; he's a big game goalie, and and right now it looks like he's found his game. I think these last two games are his two best in a Wild sweater, and that really says something. We'll uh, take a look ahead to Game 4 as the Wild try to really get a firm grasp on this series. But uh, first, another one of our sponsors for these Locked on Wild postcasts is BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Minnesota Wild pick up a win in Game 3 of their series against the Blues by a score of 5-1. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, we move to Game 4 of the series on Sunday. At this point, how much of a confidence boost is it for the Minnesota Wild that the Blues seem like the team that are going to have to make the big changes to keep in this series? Yeah, you know, as much as it was a must-win for Minnesota in game number two back in St. Paul, it, it sure feels like this might be the exact same thing for St. Louis. And 
that's what these seven game series can provide large momentum shifts. And I think that the veteran presence on this hockey team, I love the leadership from Dean Evison and his coaching staff. They said it tonight. Uh, Zuccarello echoed the coach's thoughts. What's done is done. We're happy. We won. We're moving on. We've got to be ready to face a much better St. Louis team on Sunday. And that's the challenge for Minnesota, not to be satisfied because if St. Louis wins this game and gets momentum into game five and comes back to St. Paul and wins that game, the script can change once again. And I think you're going to see um, absolutely for certain their strongest efforts, especially uh, from the drop of the puck. They're not going to want to get behind early. They're going to come out and they're going to pay attention to details in that hockey game. And I think Dean Emerson talked about it a little bit tonight in his presser. Um, we need to continue, he said, to avoid giving them a lot of looks in the power play. He really respects what they can do in the power play. They've been making adjustments throughout. He, he said even with the adjustments, they move the puck so cleanly and so efficiently that no matter what you do, they're going to get some good looks. And so that is certainly something the Wild need to focus on. Uh, they're going to have an optional practice tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock here at Enterprise Center. Uh, they're going to take it real easy. It's a day game on Sunday. It's a 3.30 game. And I think for Minnesota, those first 10 minutes, once again, are going to be very telling because this is an unbelievably loud building. But tonight, the Wild didn't allow that crowd to be much of a factor. You mentioned the the need for the Blues to come out and really take control in Game 4. How much of a weapon ha- is it for the Wilds as the equalizer to have a grief line that's arguably playing some of their best hockey of the season? Yeah, they're feeling it. They're healthy again. Every one of those guys has gone through a little injury bug late in the season, but they're healthy right now. They're playing with a ton of confidence. Jordan Greenway spoke to that uh, just about an hour ago, saying, you know, our job every night is to go out there and shut somebody else down. But he goes, we talk about it all the time. We want to play good defense. We want to shut down the opposition's best, but we believe that we have skill and we can make plays. And he said, you, you've seen that in the last couple of games, that we can actually go out and make plays. And I think his point is is one that is is pretty important when you think about it because normally when you go out there and you're a quote-unquote checking line, the other team doesn't have to worry about you doing anything. They just have to go out there and try to figure out how to score on you, which is hard enough. But now it's a double-edged sword because if you're St. Louis and you start to try to be a little too creative uh, with that matchup uh, with one of your top lines, they can burn you. And they've done it now with five goals in the last two games. They've been brilliant. And – you know, look out when, when that line gets confidence. You know what Zuccarello and Kaprizov can bring. It feels like Kevin Fiala has been a little quiet in this series. It doesn't feel like it's going to last. He's too good a hockey player. So for, for St. Louis, I, I'm sure they're thinking about it right now. They get to dictate the matchup. They tried the O'Reilly line tonight and got the Tarasenko line away from the Greek line, and that backfired on the opening shift. All in all, it's going to be a uh, fantastic matchup uh, coming into Game 4 with the Wild now ahead two games to one in the series. We look forward to seeing how things play out in Game 4. Kevin, thank you for the time. Once again, listeners, make sure you're following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts as the Wild pick up another win to take the two games to one series lead. You can follow everything Minnesota Wild related with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On podcast network.